Many women hang on tightly to their past experiences and they don't realize that this keeps them stuck. When you let go, not only will you have healthy, loving, fulfilling, and committed relationships, you'll also have healthier living and more energy. It's time to bring joy back. You deserve it. Welcome to Heal Past Wounds and Bring Joy Back with Andrea Lewis. On today's show, we'll help you get your life back on track and provide words of inspiration. Now, here is Andrea Lewis. Hello, and welcome to Heal Past Wounds and Bring Joy Back. I am your host, Andrea Lewis. I believe that when women heal past wounds, they are free to express themselves authentically as creative, intuitive, and powerful women. And by doing so, they light up the world with love. If you'd like to find out more about me, check out my website at andreamlewis.com. I have some free resources, an online class called Stop Replaying the Past and Worrying About the Future. In this class, you will learn the effects of suppressing our emotions, the reason we get stuck in repeated patterns. You'll also learn to identify your dominant archetype when you're not resonating in your feminine power and much more. I also have free guided meditations, forgiveness, release your mother's pain story, grounding into the light, and meet your inner child. To work with me, I offer mediumship sessions and ancestral healing for your mother lineage. Today, we are going to talk with Jamie Riddler about creative living, journaling, and dealing with the inner critic. I discovered Jamie's work about one year ago when she co-hosted a series called Love Letters from Trailmakers. The series came at a time when my relationship of almost three years ended, plus the work I had been doing with a business coach. Initially, it was shocking, but deep down, I knew I wasn't in my personal integrity because I hadn't been listening to what was in my heart for some time. Simultaneously, I received insight into a new life. And I said yes, because it was not the first time I heard it. I had kept brushing it aside because I was afraid to leave my comfort zone. Of course, I wanted to get on with my life and not spend the time in grief. And though I made efforts to strive forward, my spirit team guided me to just be and look inward. It was not a comfortable place to be. I spent a lot of time sitting in stillness, silence, and solitude. It took months for me to interpret the signs, the messages, and omens. But by maintaining a childlike curiosity, I stayed open. I jotted down my musings. I reviewed and updated my goals. I journaled, consulted my Akashic records, contemplated and took guided action along the way. My path started to unfold in ways that I could not have imagined. The series was exactly what I needed. It sparked something in me. Rather, it reignited my soul. I realized that I was not alone. I felt inspired and knew that it was possible to live a creative life 
Jamie is the founder of Jamie Riddler Studios, and she has helped thousands of women around the world find the confidence and courage to discover and express their creative spirit, whether that means rediscovering their art artistic self or bringing more of their creative capacity to their life and business. From her popular creative living with Jamie, Jamie podcast to her, to her inspirational behind the scenes vlogs, from innovative workshops to inspirational blogging, Jamie helps others bring their creativity to life. Jamie is a magic maker, a possibility awakener, and a deep believer in dreams. Welcome Jamie to Heal Past Wounds and Bring Joy Back radio show. I'm so excited to have you on. Thank you so much. I am so excited to be here. I am beaming at you. I am so moved by what you shared. Thank you. I'm so glad that Love Letters from Trailmakers touched you in that way. Yeah, thank you. And our conversation is extremely timely because last week, I mean, I'm smiling because last week I blocked off some time to prepare for this interview. However, with the energy of the solar eclipse, I was connecting, I've been connecting with Goddess Bridget mm -hmm. and other main spirit guides um, who are helping me through a major transformation. And I'm certain that you can relate. Um, I received so much inspiration <laughs> um, that it distracted me from focusing on doing <laughs> work <laughs> for long periods of time. And any time that I would try to... Um, to like get back to preparing for the interview, my guides would say, no, listen. So I started to tap in and, and realize, uh, I think they're teaching me, or I think I'm learning here to just trust and surrender, not only to, to the downloads, the inspiration that I was re receiving, but for today's interview as well. Like, I mean, I still did end up preparing. However, I feel uh, that I may may have to abandon some of those um, questions and allow things to unfold the way they should. So I was buzzing with a lot of creative energy. Um, I took the time to do some brainstorming and I did this by way of mind mapping. And I hadn't done that in, in such a long time. And it, it was so amazing for me. And then I jotted down like um, any point forms because I need to it helped me get out of my head and, and put it on paper. And then I did a bit of doodling and coloring just to really get connect with my soul. And though it brought me some clarity, it brought up new questions. So I'm in a, I'm in a space now where I'm, I'm guided to just sit and, and listen and, um, and just allow whatever, any more inspiration to come through. But I love this stage of the creative process because it's filled with so much possibilities and it requires me really to get out of my, my own way and, and to think outside the box, which I'm certain that, that you can relate. So you have so many creative expressions from writing to photography, to performing and to visual art. How did art become your life? And what inspire, inspired you, Jamie, to live more creatively and then help others? I love this question. Thank you. And I love also that you're bringing up the range of arts that are a part of my life, because I think people feel that 
they have to follow one path. They are either a photographer or they are a dancer or they are a writer. And I get a lot of clients who are saying, how do I choose? And I'm like, why would you choose? Because there's something about the artistic life, the creative life, the creative spirit that is all of who you are. You know, there's a little bit that I just came out of the womb and this, I was a creative soul. That was just the truth. And so you can express that cooking. You can express that in your fashion. You can express that in your work. It doesn't have to be limited. Uh, and for me, I went through quite a journey. I start dance is my first love. And I had an epiphanal moment uh, when I was just a girl and I was doing some theater classes and they were okay. But then we had to do a dance performance and just as a part of it. And I remember the moment when the lights came on and I was supposed to dance and something, I must have been nine, you know, so I just, my, it took over. I felt at one with everything. I felt like myself. And every time in my life I've moved away from the arts, I have felt less like myself. And every time they, I've come back to them, I've remembered who I am. And that's a part of my motivation for helping other people get in touch with their creativity is it's such a deep way of knowing your soul. You know, you talked about in your journey, uh, journaling, and that for me, is one of the ways that we see who we are. These words tumble out and suddenly we're hearing our own voice. And so that's one reason. And the other reason is when we can understand, this is my deep why, when we can understand that we have creative capacity in one thing, we start to understand we have it in all things. So when we see that we could make a painting or bake a cake, then suddenly we start to realize, I can make something from nothing. I am a being who is capable of that. And so we can start to fall. Suddenly it's like, well, wait a second. What if I create my day? What if I create a business? What if I create my life? And all of that comes from, it sounds impossible, but it's, it's this little seed of understanding that you are a creative being that can turn into absolutely anything. Wow, that's beautiful. And I could feel the passion in you. And, you know, I, that completely resonated with me. And something since I started to study spiritual mediumship is what came up while you were saying that is that we are limitless. We are limitless beings and anything is possible. It's, it's our, it's like when we were born, we were pure, brilliant light. And then as we grow up and we start to uh, develop these fears and beliefs. We start to cover that light. And then so for me, part of what you're saying about being creative, it's like opening up. As we open up to our creative ability, our light starts to shine brighter and brighter and we become more connected and aligned to our soul. You see it on people. You see it when they're dancing. You see it when they're painting. Something just changes about their presence in the moment. And I just want to say something about doing the impossible. One of my favorite strategies around that is to remind yourself how often you have already done it. So mm. when you were seven and you watched somebody riding a bike, you were like, that seemed impossible. But you did it. You know, when you were at a certain age, it seemed impossible to walk. And you did it. 
there are, and it's a great reminder that it's just a stage that is just, the impossible is just literally a stage that's just beyond our reach. And when we get closer to it, how we feel about it will start to change. Yeah. And there's a couple things that came up for me. The word impossible says I'm possible. Absolutely. And the other thing last year that came up for me was um, I started to find myself in my head about like, how am I, how am I going to do this? I don't know if I can. And then goddess Rhiannon came in and said, you are a magical being. And then I let go of whatever the garble that was going on in my head. And then I started affirming, affirming anything as possible. And then uh, I kept going to the mirror and I said, all the answers are within me, trust uh, within you, trust yourself. And I kept saying that, kept saying that. And then the answers did come. And then again, I went into this dance of let go of my fears and beliefs. And then the answer, then the, choice or what, what I, what I deemed impossible started to open up. And then I took the action and then I went back to the fears release. So it's, it's a little bit of a back and forth thing. So. Oh, is it ever? Cause you know, one of the things I hear in that too is there's a way that it's so exciting for us as we move, you know, we start to get drawn towards this new exciting realm and it's like, Oh wait, I have to step into the unknown, huh? Or wait, I don't have Exactly. I don't know exactly what's going to happen at the end of this journey. I don't know about that. So we backpedal too. Yes. <laughs> like, I want to learn how to ride that bike. Oh, it's scary. Let me. Do- I don't know about this thing anymore. And that is a dance that we do as we grow, as we expand. And again, this is when we have a creative practice, whatever it is, whether we're journaling all the time, whether we're making art, we experience in a very contained way what it is to deal with an unexpected outcome. So I may have a picture in my mind of Mm. what my painting is going to look like, and it never looks like that, you know, which sometimes is a heartbreak, (laughs) you know, but you get used to what does it mean to try to create something? How do I respond when it's not what I expect? How do I respond to, I spilled that color blue onto my painting. What am I going to do now? This is practice for life. What do I do when I'm on a certain path? And then somebody calls and says, I need you to be here tomorrow. How do I adapt? How do I turn that into still a beautiful moment, a beautiful day, a beautiful life? How do I include that or exclude that? It's all the same creative sense that we take to each of these aspects of our lives. Yeah. And and that's something that I've learned too, is to stay open um, because for me, there's a part of me, and this is what I talk about on the show is that there's a little girl in us that is attached to specific outcomes because it's uh, out of safety. It's a protection mechanism. So for me, I had to really let go of my uh, ego identification. So when things are, when you go the way that I wanted um, I was very hard on myself for the longest while. And then as then one day, somehow my perspective changed and it, I was like, oh, this is all feedback. And also too, maybe that was limiting me. So the more that I started to let go, the more like, it's like, and I remember, I think you said this in a newsletter or in, in a show. I, I don't know. I just, we open up, we to more possibilities, things expand. We exp- our world expands. We expand as well. So, 
And you're speaking to both parts of that. You know, there's this moment this when we break down, when it all feels so wrong. And I'm sure maybe you've had this experience. I'm sure many listeners have had this experience where something in your life has happened and it feels like it's the end of the world and everything's shattering and you're in it. You know, like I think about when I left a long-term relationship and I left with nothing, no money, no job, no place to go, nothing. And I was like, this is awful. And within a very short period of time, I literally started the best time of my life. I would not have anticipated that, but I needed to let go, shake off all the things of the old life. I needed to mourn it. I needed to be raw and open and then new things could grow. And I'll tell you, uh, that's happened to me more than once in life. And I always think back on it. And as a reminder, when anything goes bad, I remind myself of all the good things, the truly life transformational things that came out of that bad time. Out of that bad time, I started dancing again. I came back to myself. I um, met, I was not looking at all for a new partner. I met the love of my life, who I'm still married to now. I was more alive in the year after that happened than I feel like I had been before. Yeah, that that definitely resonates with me because when everything fell apart for me, yes, I was totally raw and, you know, other things started to fall apart as I was trying to push and strive forward and get on with my life. And then once I really let go, it was like, wow, like, I don't even recognize this woman looking back (laughs) in the mirror. And I'm like, I really, I really like the person that I'm becoming. And wow, look at these gifts that I'm uncovering and look at me. And I started to embody like my soul's essence, not the, not the person that I, I felt that I needed to be to get that love and acceptance. I started to give that to myself in a way that I, that I had denied for so long. And it was like, Oh, this this is amazing, and I and I have a choice. I have a choice to just be myself and and be okay with that. Actually, more than okay than that. I think that having a choice that is so profound and sometimes scary. You know, a lot of mm. times in life, in a very chaotic life, we're looking for someone to show us what's next, what to do. Yes, but sometimes, all the time, it's up to us. Wonderful. So we will take a short break. And when we come back, we will um, continue our conversation on um, creative living with Jamie Riddler. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Do you still feel guilty for not resolving disagreements and misunderstandings with a loved one in spirit? Are you still angry with your family member? Do you feel stuck, lost, and without a purpose? It doesn't have to be this way. Through Andrea's mediumship reading sessions, experience a burden being lifted and begin the journey of reconciliation and forgiveness. If you're ready to heal past wounds and bring joy back, go to andreamlewis.com to book your session today. Again, that's andreamlewis.com. Are you a woman who is afraid to be seen and heard because your mother was highly critical? Did you constantly try to get your mother's approval, but no matter how hard you tried, you never felt good enough? Through Andrea's Akashic Reading Sessions, shift from being passive to assertive. Begin to trust yourself and find a balance between giving and receiving. 
If you're ready to heal your mother lineage and move forward, go to andreamlewis.com to book your session today. Again, that's andreamlewis.com. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. are listening to heal past wounds and bring joy back with your host andrea lewis to reach the show today feel free to call in to 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 you may also send an email to andrea m lewis at outlook.com now back to the show welcome back everyone thanks for joining me again we were talking to jamie riddler about creative living So, Jamie, I love, love what you said about um, that your life is your studio and you are an artist. It reminded me of when I first discovered Don Miguel's uh, Ruiz work back in 2000. And in his book, The Four Agreements, he writes about how we are artists creating the, the dream of life. So I then started to see my life as a blank canvas. And if I was resonating in fear and drama, then I was creating a mess. And if I was resonating in love and joy, then I was creating a masterpiece. So this took a while for me to get to, I'm not quite at the masterpiece, but there's there's a lot less mess in my life. So could you talk more to our listeners who don't consider themselves creative and how, how can they begin to shift their perspective and view their life as their studio. Absolutely. Um, One, I do think that we as human beings, being creativity is a part of our DNA. It's just how we are all wired. And so we make the mistake in our world of isolating the arts and making it for quote unquote special people, people who will pass the audition, people who will get the book published. And we, we let those people do that job for all of us. But all of us are meant to dance. All of us are meant to write. All of us are poets. All of us are singers. And bringing that back into our lives feels like a relief. You know, when we were talking about just being who you are, there's a way it just, when you let yourself dance and nobody's watching and nobody cares, but you are sashaying and waving your shoulders and your body goes, thank you then you know that that's meant for you. And, you know, we were talking before about choices and what you were saying about the the studio and the blank canvas. For me, the image of the studio is you walk in and there is wood floors and there are white walls and it is just you and the choices you make. And so what does your imagination create? And then how can you start to make choices, even little choices? What, what am I going to wear today? What color am I going to surround myself with? What, how do those choices, can they come out of actually the truth of your creative voice, not what other people think is cool, what your mom thought you should wear, what you've been doing for the past 20 years, but in this moment, alive, fresh you, what is it you want? What is it you love? And just start choosing that again and again and again, and you'll start to see, just as if I was putting on the, the palette, you know, a little bit of blue, a little bit of purple, a little, it would start to become a something. You will start to create a life, 
out of the choices that you love. Yeah, and I like how you break it down to the here and now and into small choices because too many, all too often people will say, oh, I'm not creative and they will just um, plow through their life, go through the, the motions of their life like a, like a robot and, you know, it just, to me, it's, and I went through that too, it just sucks the life out of your soul and we just go through, it's not a, it's not the way that we're supposed to live, but people will just kind of like stay stay in that place because it goes back to what I said earlier. It's that they don't feel like they have a choice or they or it just takes too much effort for them to to think a different way or make a different choice. Let me say something about the too much effort because one, creativity and aliveness live together. Like they are they are in the same zone. So if you are missing out on your creativity, you are also missing out on some aliveness that is yes. available to you. And we do definitely think we have no choice. And that is, sometimes that just means, and I'll be blunt here, sometimes it means I'm not willing to be scared. I'm not willing to risk. I'm not, because it does cost us something. Yes. To come alive. It does cost, it's kind of like we have to say to the universe, I mean it. I'm ready. I want this. I'm showing up for it. And sometimes it feels very much safer to stay on track. But the other thing we know, and this is something Brene Brown has said many times, is creativity, unexpressed creativity is not benign. So if we have that creative soul, we have that creative spirit, and we're holding it in and we're doing what we do and we're just towing the party line, we will find ourselves crying in the washroom at our job. We will find ourselves breaking out, getting angry at somebody for no reason. Yeah. We will find ourselves eating our feelings. We will find ourselves getting sick more than you know we should because we have turned this something that wants to go out and we have turned it in. So it's really, really a powerful thing, a brave thing, and a profoundly transformational thing to claim your creative spirit. Yes, I, I completely agree. Like, um, based on my own experience, because yes, it's what you said. It costs us something. It costs us the comfort zone. And I remember for years and years before I left my government job that I kept telling people, yeah, I was unhappy. <laughs> Did I do anything about it? No, because I wasn't willing. And then it came to a point where I was sick with fibromyalgia, uh, bipolar depression, I had migraines and then I was like, okay, I, I think I need to listen to myself here. And then eventually I did. It was scary and I was less empowered at that time, but I took that. That was a giant leap for me. And then things, then I had to like, things became a little bit messy for me too, because there was still some resistance even after I took, took it. So it was like, it goes back to what you're saying. We need to commit. And so sometimes that's not just like one time. For me, I surrender every day and then sometimes <laughs> numerous time in the day when I find myself, oh, maybe I'm fixating on a specific outcome and I'm starting to feel really fatigued and my energy level is going down and a nap didn't work. So maybe I need to let go and stay open to something that wants to come through me. Yes. And so one of the things I've seen happen so many times with people who have unexpressed creativity is they feel down and low energy. And so they feel like they'll come to me as a client and say, Jamie, I can't do more. I'm exhausted. Hmm. And I get that, except for 
Try it. Just try to create, give yourself half an hour, give yourself 10 minutes to doodle, to draw, to, because sometimes that exhaustion is all the energy it's taking to repress the actual you that you are. And so when you start to let yourself out, the energy actually lifts. That's what happened to me again when I left my life and stepped into a new life and I went out dancing. My energy was through the roof. I was dancing out at the club six nights a week. I could not be stopped. And that was all the energy I had held in for all that time before. So, um, and I also just want to say about, you know, because we sort of alluded to the day job thing. It's not everybody's path to Mm. their day job. You know, there are people who love that. And in fact, one thing that can be great about having a portion of your life that is really stable and on track is then you can be wild and risky Mm. in your other, in your dreams. Because you know, it's like, I'm still going to get this paycheck every two weeks. I've got my healthcare benefits. I've got vacation. So during that week that I'm on vacation, I am going on a dance retreat in the south of France. You know, just let yourself express it in the way that makes sense to you in your life. Yeah. And yeah, that, that is like really good advice um, because that was, yeah, I, I acknowledge that that's not everybody's path. That was just my path because I, yeah, it was, I know why it was my path because I went into that job thinking that that's what I needed to do in order to be accepted and loved around my family and my friends. So we share something in common, dance, Although yes. I'm not, although I'm not a performer or a professional dancer, I've been I've been dancing since since um, in diapers to calypso <laughs> music to reggae music because my parents are from Trinidad. So I and I still have the love and love of dance in me. So I'll schedule week, weekly dance parties to my um, Madonna '80s playlist. And um, I find that dancing, <laughs> dancing gets me out of my head and into my heart. And sometimes I'll receive some inspiration or I'll gain a new perspective on something that I was trying so hard to figure out. Um, so in one of your newsletters, you write, moving our bodies is one of the best things we can do to nourish our creative lives. And one of the most meaningful ways that we can do that is to dance. So not only does dance nourish our vitality, but it helps free our emotions and activate our intuition. So could you talk a little bit more about this and your dance e-course awakening? Yes, I'm so excited to be sharing that course with the world. Dance is so close to my heart. And for exactly those reasons, there's a way that it brings many parts of ourselves together. We've already said today, you know, our bodies love to move. They're born to move. And there's something that we spend a lot of our lives, is particularly in North America, you know, above the neck. We are thinking, we are talking, we sit at our computers while we work for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. And it keeps us only with that part of ourselves engaging with our questions, our problems. And this, our brain can get very, it loves order. It loves ABC. It loves a straight path. And so if we give ourselves the opportunity to listen in a different way, to just say, okay, thanks brain, not right now. Now it's body's turn. And there's something about then when we open that up, we close our brain, open our body, we hear a different voice. 
And I've had to get the experience just as you were saying, where I may have a question or a problem. I've been, I've been noodling for ages. I've asked all my friends about it. I have like really dug in deep. And then I'll just move my body. I'll dance. I'll relax. And suddenly I'll know the answer. I'll just know what I need to do next. And the same thing in, in that period of time when I was clubbing, I was like, oh, this is me. This is me. And there's something I feel like energetically when you're moving your body, it's like you're shaking off all the parts that you don't need anymore. Like imagine you are like a snake. Maybe people will love that image. You know what I mean? No. Like you need to release the parts of you that are old and tired and on the surface. And then when you move your body, it starts to loosen those things up. And the fresh aliveness that comes from the core, like if you open up a, a, a young branch of a tree, you know, you look in the middle of it and it's, it's that green. That's the part that starts to really grow and come alive. It's a very intuitive space to be moving your body. And again, this is something we've gotten this idea that dance is for people only of certain body types, only of certain skill Hmm. levels, only ridiculous. Yes, I agree. When you were a baby, like you were talking about, and you're in your diapers and you're wiggling away, nobody's saying to you, I don't know if you're doing that right. (laughs) Who cares? That's not what it's about. (laughs) Welcome dance into your life. And that's with the course, what I'm doing is I'm sending out um, a prompt every day for Mm. 28 days. Simple, simple, simple. One song, so one dance, but with some intention to move into it with. So that you kind of start out thinking about your hips today. And when was the last time you swayed your hips? And what do your hips mean to you? You know, what memories are in your hips? What power is in your hips? And your hands and your feet and your heart. It's a different way of accessing your inner wisdom. Yeah, I, I love that. I'm like, your, your course sounds like exciting. I'm like, hmm, I think I need to sign up. <laughs> I think about it. <laughs> So we're going to move into, I, I definitely want to, there's lots of questions that I want to get to get to talk to you about, but I want to talk about your journaling. So four times a year, you launch a new season of the Studio Yearbook. I'm so excited that I recently purchased the spring edition, and I look forward to this magical journey with you. So I have been journaling for a few years, and it's provided me with, um, with a connection with my soul. And I've learned that through journaling regularly, I trust myself. I, it grounds me. It grounds me in the present moment. Uh, it helps me gain perspective. So what, what drew me to the Studio Yearbook was um, that I wanted to bring more creativity in my life on a daily basis. And I really liked um, the prompts and how, how I will be able to capture highlights of my day as well as help me connect with my big vision. So even before I purchased the studio yearbook, my creative juices were, were flowing. So that's how I knew my guidance was like, you need this. I was like, I have to have this. <laughs> so it was activated by the beautiful demos that you had on, on the page. So could you e- explain to the listeners what the studio yearbook is and how someone can get a copy? Yeah, absolutely. I'm so excited that you're so excited. (laughs) 
<laughs> I love that so much. The, the Studio Yearbook is a seasonal guided journal that takes you deep into all the creative practices I've been doing for years at Jamie Riddler Studios. We dream under the power of the full moon. We set our focus and intentions for the week ahead. We gather our gratitudes. We actively develop a practice of looking for inspiration. There is so, it contains it starts out as a black and white journal, just like the studio space we were talking about. And then as you pour yourself into it, you, every yearbook looks different. Every yearbook becomes an expression of the creative spirit that filled it. And that's my joy in it. And it also really gets you past the fear of the blank page for people who have a hard time showing up with it to a journal and saying, I don't know what to write. Every day, there's something you're going to document your day. Every day, you're going to give yourself some gold stars. Every day, you're going to acknowledge what you created. And I'm telling you, when the season is done, you're going to look back on spring and you are going to go, look at my life. Look at my life. It's a blessing. Yeah, it's and where can people where can people get this? Because I know the hard copy is not available. So, but you can still get the PDF. Yes. You go on over to OpenTheDoor.ca, and I have a tab right at the top that says the Studio Yearbook. And we're going to do. Uh, you get short classes, uh, video classes to teach you how to use it. We'll have a live kickoff event on the first day of spring, so we can connect together, and you can ask any questions. And we always have a really lively Facebook group. Phyllis, I am so blessed. I have to say, at the studio. With the studio community, people are kind, encouraging, insightful, uh, really welcoming, and really fun. So you get to taste of that too when you getting the yearbook is getting an experience, not just the journal, but truly an experience. Yes, and and I can feel it. And I actually already found um, like in one of my um, like books, like I I already had this picture of how I want my what I want to draw on my front cover. So I went to a book. It's a dream book that I had. And it's, it's an art, like the pictures are art, artistic and vibrant colors. And I said, okay, I did this drawing before in, in my sketchbook many years ago. And I said, this is the cover. Like this is the inspiration for my cover. So I already have the inspiration um, <laughs> for the cover. I love it. Love it. <laughs> um, so we will take a short break. And when we come back, we will continue our conversation um, on creative living with Jamie Riddler. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you still feel guilty for not resolving disagreements and misunderstandings with a loved one in spirit? Are you still angry with your family member? Do you feel stuck, lost, and without a purpose? It doesn't have to be this way. Through Andrea's mediumship reading sessions, experience a burden being lifted and begin the journey of reconciliation and forgiveness. If you're ready to heal past wounds and bring joy back, go to andreamlewis.com to book your session today. Again, that's andreamlewis.com. Are you a woman who is afraid to be seen and heard because your mother was highly critical? Did you constantly try to get your mother's approval, but no matter how hard you tried, you never felt good enough? Through Andrea's Akashic Reading Sessions, shift from being passive to assertive. Begin to trust yourself and find a balance between giving and receiving. If you're ready to heal your mother lineage and move forward, go to andreamlewis.com to book your session today. 
Again, that's andreamlewis.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to heal past wounds and bring joy back with your host andrea lewis to reach the show today feel free to call in to 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 you may also send an email to andrea m lewis at outlook.com now back to the show hello and welcome back everyone um thank you for joining me again we were talking to jamie riddler on creative living so in Don Miguel Ruiz's book, The Four Agreements, he writes that the way we judge ourselves is the worst judge that ever existed. I know that many artists are their own worst critics. And when I wrote my memoir, I battled with my inner critic until I learned about Crystal Andros Morissette's archetypes. So instead of ignoring my inner critic and getting upset and trying to squash that voice, I gave her love, value, and treated her with kindness by dialoguing with her. So last year when I gained a deeper understanding of my soul's calling, uh, we talked about this in, before the break, the fears of my inner child was amplified. And I described it, uh, I described it as a dance. The first step is to release the fears and beliefs. And the second step is to take inspired action towards my dreams then repeat. So to my amazement, I opened doors that was once what I believed impossible, and I created my own opportunities. So how do you describe the inner critic? And what tips and suggestions can you provide our listeners to deal with their inner critic? So I agree with everything that you said. And I feel this great sense of compassion, because our inner critic is Everybody has one. It's not, it's not that there's something wrong. So often, I think uh, not just creative types, but people who are sensitive um, tend to hear that voice, that questioning voice, and make, and they believe that means, oh, this must not be for me. If I'm having all this negativity on this road, then maybe this path isn't for me. Or if you're a very intellectual type, your inner critic can be giving you all sorts of questions you take very seriously and you really feel you must answer in order to pursue your dream. Like you actually should be able to say why this is going to make you X amount of dollars before you pursue it because that's a completely reasonable question. You know, and so it all of us experience the inner critic and the inner critic's job mostly is to try to keep us safe. It's not trying to harm us, though. We can get so cruel with our inner critic voice. Um, and sometimes I do think that's when we don't listen at all, when we try to ignore anything in our lives, any part yes. of our, any aspect of ourselves, the more we ignore it, the harsher it gets because it needs our attention. And so you had this beautiful suggestion of nourishing your inner critic with love. And I, for me, what I often do is I recognize, and I, oh, there she is. There she is. She's showing up. It must mean I'm one, I'm doing something. Yay me. 
I've made a move. I'm moving towards something. I'm creating something. And that's a sign. There she is because she's my constant companion on the road. And so I can listen to her and decide, okay, is is there anything here that is is actually something I need to address? You know, so she says, uh, Jamie, I'm not sure you're giving yourself enough time for that, sweetheart. And I'll be like, actually, I think you're probably right. (laughs) You know, and I may give her that benefit of the doubt. Uh, But sometimes I'll just listen to her and then let her be. And the biggest gift for me that's helped with this is meditation. So as I became, as I became more experienced with meditation and I got used to being separate from my thoughts, having a still self that could see the thoughts, then I could understand that all my thoughts are a little different than me. And my inner critic is the same thing. I'm not one with her. She is not the truth. She is a voice, just like my voice that's worrying about what I'm going to have for lunch, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and I don't have to run at her beck and call just because she's there. So I acknowledge her existence. I see if there's anything of value. And um, I do try to, on the one hand, when it comes to safety, courage, and fear, whenever, as a creative being, I am always and will always, you know, you talked earlier about how you're always sort of on that edge because you're always going to be growing. There's always going to be something new. So you're reaching into that new place all the time. So fear is also going to be a constant companion. And so what my first thing I do is I look, how are all the ways I can actually make this safe for me? And so, you know, maybe it means I make sure I'm well rested, I'm well nourished, I'm able to handle what's coming. Uh, I remember all the times that I've been able to trust myself and remind myself that I'm good at doing this. So I nourish myself, I bolster myself up, and then I just tap into my other friend, Courage, and I take a step forward. (laughs) Well, yeah, there's a few things that, that came up for me and what you were saying. I like how you started to see your, observe your inner critic instead of like, instead of feel attached to it. And the other point um, that kept coming up was um, you can talk back to your inner critic. (laughs) (laughs) That's what kept coming up. And and that was, that was, that was, that was like the, because many of us are used to like, and that was my experience before too. It was just like, oh, just, go away. I I want you to go away. And sometimes we would express it in unhealthy ways, chocolate. Yeah, um, sure. Zone out in front of the TV. But once I started to like, I can talk back. And even you were saying that too. It's like, you can, in your meditation, you can observe yourself and know that that's not who you really are. Those fears and beliefs are not there. And you can talk back to them and they're not going to, you know, they're not going to hurt you unless you really listen to them and you're going to stay stuck. Yes. And, you know, I love what you were saying about, you know, zoning out because that really, to me, sometimes the inner critic can be so cruel that we don't want to hear her. So we numb out. But when we numb out her voice, we numb out inspiration. We numb yes. out courage. We numb out creativity. And so finding the way to be compassionate, gentle with your heart, nourish your own yeah. heart, and just that voice probably comes from a lot of pain that you have too. You know, it's, it's partly your voice. It's partly your dad's voice. It's partly yes. that teacher's voice. It's part, so, you know, healing that wound, those wounds, 
you know, and having compassion saying, you know what, it's not okay to talk to me like that. Or, you know what, I am, I'm going to do this no matter what you say. You're, you're not going to stop me. It, I, that gives me goosebumps because I feel like it's really important to say, no matter what, I'm going to be who I am, no matter yeah. what. And so, yes, Sometimes I love even saying yes to her. Yes, you're right. I might make a fool of myself. I might. And it'll be okay. Yep, you're right. I might not make money on that. It'll be okay. Yep. It's not only ever going to turn out with the big, like, win. That doesn't mean it's not worth doing. You know, it's the long-term gain. I I grew through that experience. I was myself through that experience. I learned it wasn't the end of the world through that experience. All of that gives me more confidence and trust in myself and my abilities to take more risks in the right direction in my life to come. Yeah, and um, I do something similar when my... um when my inner child will come up, I will actually just apologize to her and and apologize for putting her out of her comfort zone. And then I'll just tell her to please trust, uh, relinquish control. I'm, I'm taking care of us. And, and then I will give some, a little bit of evidence and, and then, and then she'll just say, okay. And then if it's, you know, okay for then, and then I might take another step and then I'll hear from her again and then just give her a voice to like, say whatever she's upset about. And um, I find that that really, uh, the best way I can describe it is I I just feel aligned. I feel relief that it's, I'm not walking around um, filled with anxiety and worry and worry. It's just like, okay, that there's that part of me that, that doesn't like that I'm making all these rapid changes (laughs) and, you know, I'm putting her out of her comfort zone. So once I acknowledge that it, I find that it's like, Oh, okay. So then I can take, I, 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 I'm clear for now and I can keep going. You know, it's once you have the tools, I find that that, that makes it, um, the creative path, whether the creative path or any type of art that we're doing just so much more easier. Absolutely. And I, I love what you're saying about making her feel safe. And there's a different part of you that's in charge, you know, for that period of time. And it's important because if you think about it, if you go even think about yourself as a child, if you never, ever, ever did anything that felt uncomfortable mm. or that you were frightened of, just think about all the things in your life that would not be present. Think about how small your life would be. Things that you now take for granted because you're skilled at them. You know, and we, it's a good and healthy thing, even as maybe even especially as we get older and older and older, to keep growing, keep trying, keep risking, keep doing new things. Again, that's that creative process and that aliveness yes. that keeps us, in, on the one hand, truly centered in this is who I am and what a great adventure I'm going on in my life. I'm going to try salsa dancing next week. I've never done it. Or, you know, I'm going to take up watercolor painting. And I've always been afraid to paint because, you know, my bad art teacher, but I'm going to heal that. Healing is a big part of it. When Mm -hmm. I first, when I came back to dance after a long time away from it, I found Nia, which is a barefoot dance movement form. It's a form of exercise. I cried for a year in that class. Every time I went, I cried because my heart was so sad about not having danced Mm. and this reclaiming. 
that's okay. When I went to art class, I had a lot of frustration. Visual art's my hardest art. Like it's the one I have the most wounds about. And when I would go to classes, I would leave that class and I would cry. I was taking class with my sister and she said to me, Jamie, we need to stop going. You're always crying. I said, no, I'm always crying. That means I need to keep going. There's something here for me to heal. And now I draw every day. I have art days with my sisters all the time. The visual arts has become a central much loved part of my life. And I am so thankful to the part of me that kept me going to those classes. Wonderful. Jamie, do you have any, um, anything that you're working on? Any projects that you want to share with the listeners? I think we covered the two big things, Awakening and the Studio Yearbook. Um, Always at the studio, uh, there's always something new. I also have, for those of you who are excited about journaling, I do run a seasonal journal club. And we get together on Fridays for an hour. We journal together. It's a fun, lively group. We go deep. It's an amazing group because we go deep into finding insight in ourselves. And we also have lots of giggles and are known to dance and doodle on occasion. (laughs) <laughs> wow, that sounds like fun. It's real fun. Speaking of journaling, do you remember the first time you opened a blank page of a journal? And oh, how you felt? I do. I remember I was filled with angst and heartbreak as a young girl. Mm. And I sat down with a book and poured out the most raw, angry, heartbroken poetry. And it just gave me a space and a time where I could be with myself in a safe way, feel free to express my feelings as dark as they were uh, in a way that I didn't feel I could do in any other way in my life. And so a journal has been my constant companion ever since. Wow, wonderful. Uh, Well, I had so many more questions (laughs) that I I wanted to to ask you. And um, the time went by so quickly, Jamie, um, thank you so much for, for being here on the show with me. I, I thoroughly enjoyed our, our conversation. Thank Is you. There, you're welcome. Is there anything uh, that you would like the listeners to know about you and your work? Well, you can find me over at openthedoor.ca. And what I want the listeners to know is that as we sit here and think of you and send this out to you, It's with real love and respect and belief in your creative heart. And whether you know right now that you're creative or you are listening and wondering if it's true about you, we know it is. And so open up to that part of you today. There's a reason you are listening. This message we're sharing about creative living, it's for you. Don't doubt it. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you again. And I encourage you to subscribe to Jamie's Behind the Scenes at Jamie Riddler Studios channel on her YouTube. Um, It's always filled with amazing insights. And I also encourage you to subscribe to uh, Jamie's weekly newsletter on creative living. Again, there are always great insights. Um, Jamie is authentic and she provides a lot of resources to help you on your creative path. If you'd like to find out more about Jamie and her work, you can go to jamieriddlerstudios.ca. So thank you everyone for joining me today. I would love to know, did you have an aha moment about anything in this episode? Email me at andreamlewis at outlook.com or call in next week at 1 p.m. Eastern using the toll-free number one 888 
346-9141. Next week, I'll be talking about spending time with the most important person. Until next time, I hope you do something that brings you joy because you're worth it. Thank you so much for joining us today on Heal Past Wounds and Bring Joy Back. Your host, Andrea Lewis, will be back live next Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We hope to have you back next week as a part of our show. 